This is Evan Golden, a.k.a. Golden TV from the law offices of Berman & Berman. I have two special guests that I look up to, two men that I could call my mentors and my role models, which I say from the bottom of my heart. I got Senator Joseph Abruzzo and NFL legend Fred Taylor. Gentlemen, just thank you so much for joining us. We got everyone on the quad view so we could see all angles. Friday in South Florida, two handsome men. What's, what's life like, Joyce? What's life going on? Like, Fred, how you feeling, sir? I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. Good to catch back up with you. Uh, this what you have. This operation is amazing, first and foremost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this new technology is, is. Just, is killing me, but it's something. It's pretty good. And any Friday we get to spend it with the golden, uh, we're, it, we know it's a good day. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So we brought both of you on here because Mr. Abruzzo and myself, we love sports specifically. We love the NFL, and we love football players that come from the NFL from Florida. And Fred Taylor, you are Mr. Florida in our book. Obviously, you go to college at UF and growing up in Belle Glades area. I wanted to talk about that specific area and how it relates to football because I think a lot of people are really just unaware what kind of goes on in there, maybe how hard it is to make it, and maybe why so many NFL players do come from that area. So I've heard of kind of the Muck Bowl. I've heard of Pahokee. I heard of Belle Glades. Mr. Taylor, you, you've kind of you lived it, you, you've breathed it. What what comes to mind when we just start talking football in that area where you grew up? Uh, what, what comes to mind immediately, uh, first and foremost, uh, every time I go back home, when others come to town, I tell them to make sure they look out for the sign that says "Her soil is her fortune," and uh, and it's really the soil, the the, the dirt, the muck, you know. And uh, for me, growing up. Uh, playing in the fields, you know, whether it's uh, football, baseball, whatever it may have been, uh, we were always in the fields getting it in. And uh, a lot of times there were, there were times when yeah, uh, the grad, the fields weren't cut, a whole lot of stuff. And you really learn how to develop this sense of, of uh, toughness, right, and uh, uh, develop the competitive edge that we needed to be able to have successful high school programs. <laughs> Then being able to go further off to college and um, try and help those programs become successful, but uh, nothing, nothing like Belgrade, man. It's so unique in itself. Um, very tough place to come up, mm-hmm. uh, even though in its toughness, a lot of people are content with being there, staying there. Uh, some people try and get out, you know, to see what the world has to offer. But again, some people love the place so much and. Uh, I guess honestly, a lot of those people can't can't leave, but um, home is home. It will forever be home to me. Now I've heard stories that so many people come out of there and become so fast and so amazing agility because they're actually chasing, chasing rabbits. Rabbit Tell track. me the rabbit story. I got to hear the <laughs> rabbit story. Is this is this a myth? Is right. it true? You know what? Um, I, I'm gonna uh, uh, tag it as a myth, I guess, um, but. To, to 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 answer the story itself is true. Now, if the guys get fast by chasing the rabbits, that's the part that I think is a myth. Uh, again, I always said people did it for survival purposes. Uh, you and have they people, eat the rabbit. right? The, you have people that uh, go in the fields when they're burning the fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, way back in the day, they will go in the fields and uh, chase the rabbits as the 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 the, the, the fire from the burning the, the cane field would force the rabbits out, so they would chase them, one to eat, and then you have a group of people that would sell them. 
to wow. the people that wanted to eat them that didn't go in the fields to, to chase them. So, um, yeah, man, I, I just thought people would do it more so for survival than recreation. Wow. So yeah. that, 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 that's really, that's really interesting. Joseph, uh, you want to say something on that? No, you, you know, it, 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 it's true. Uh, the players do go out in the muck. Uh, no question. Yeah. In my mind, it builds uh, muscle, especially in the legs and, you, you can't deny that there's something special there. I remember about three Super Bowls ago, there was a report in our lo- local press that 11 players between the two Super Bowl teams came from the Glades. <laughs> yeah, it, unfortunately, I wasn't one of tears, <laughs> teardrops. Uh, my, my cousin, Santonio Holmes, uh, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, when they beat Arizona Cardinals Super Bowl MVP, in right? Tampa. Yeah, I didn't know you guys Bowl. were related. Oh, yeah, that's my cousin, my baby cousin. I shouldn't call him my baby, but, <laughs> yeah, that's my cousin. And uh, But more so than, than uh, Santonio, uh, for a long period, maybe a streak of eight to ten years, definitely throughout my career, we were known as the, the, the one school to, to churn out the most N- uh, NFL players from one school. Uh, so that was sort of a, a, a record wow. for a period. I think of time. a lot of people in Florida, if you ask them, they probably think Dade County. They'll say Miami. They would yeah. say. So Miami. we're talking one school. That's, and then we're just talking one school. One, in one, that area. one school. What school uh, is that? Glade Central High School. Now you got who's better in football, Pahokee or Glade Central? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what the all-time uh, statistic, you know, the the, the wins are. But obviously, I'm going to say Bell Glade. And you guys play once here. That's called the Muck Bowl? That's the Muck Bowl, That's yeah. the Muck Bowl. Now, now let me just Best say game this. On Earth. The Muck Bowl will yeah. draw more pl- uh, fans than any Miami Marlins game. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, I totally agree. That's it, it's just one of those deals, man, where you shut the entire community down. Yeah, wow. Everything is shut down. People are trying to get off work early or either if they can't, they're rushing straight from work directly to the stadium. And when I played, there were uh, uh, people lined up from the fence just before the track as high as the bleachers could, uh, the stands could go. And this is the entire uh, entire field, around the entire field. Wow. Then you had the homes that outlined the, the school property. People would sit on top of their, of their roofs <laughs> in rows, in chairs on top of their You still roof. go to the Muck Bowl? I haven't been in, a, in about... Three years. Let's go this year. Yeah, we need to go. Let's go this show. Let's let's do it. You know, not not only is it big on that day, but the game itself will be talked about for months and months and months after. How we would uh, talk about the Super Bowl, or you know, when LeBron James and D Wade were winning championships, the Glades will talk about the Muck Bowl more than anything for months. You mentioned Anquan, his brother DJ is the new head coach down in Pahokee now. Oh, wow. So they're in, uh, inspired by his presence. And, you know, they, they feel that with a change, they're going to be back on track after we, we beat them last year. So, it, And I know we alluded uh, to the to the crime and, and tough conditions, but the Glades is a, a special place, which, yeah. which is why uh, Fred said, you know, a lot of people stay because it's – it's a true throwback to a hometown community where everybody knows one another. Yep. Everybody yep. has each other's back. Uh, if somebody really needs help, that you know, it's it's, it's easy to find somebody. Uh, the families are are large. A lot of relatives. There's been people there for multiple generations. You don't find that in in uh, big cities or developing cities anymore. So there, there's there's a special nuance to it that's really you can't find anywhere else. That's great. No, I'm, I'm excited to go to the Muck Bowl and. You know, when you talk about community, that's that's what we're all about. And that's why you're here. You both gentlemen are committed to the community. 
the Fred Taylor Foundation. You mentioned Anquan Bolden, what he does for that area. Oh, so amazing. you guys all just continue to give back, which is which is what I think life is all about. You know, kind of helping the less fortunate. And you both have been great. You know, you put in great positions in your life. We've both been blessed, and I've seen what you guys do. And you don't get the press, and you don't want the media for it. So I appreciate what you do for the community and the less fortunate for both Thanks, these gentlemen, man. Appreciate it. As we had a big sign in our office. It was all about the Glades and, and still is. And I want to call him out on, on the on the cast today, uh, Billy Corbin, who's an acquaintance and friend. I actually said, you know, uh, I've been trying to get him for some time to do a documentary out in the Glades. The stories there from Fred and others are, are really yeah. unmatched, and uh, that needs to happen. Adidas did a commercial out there nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only thing that really has ever been visually Visual, captured yeah. out right. there was one commercial. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Billy Corbin, you've just been called out <laughs> by Senator Joseph Abrizzo. Let's get this documentary going. Let us know what you need. I think we can maybe put the resources together. I think this is a story that needs to be told. Mr. Taylor, now, I, I have a hard time, honestly, getting along with you sometimes because Dan, <laughs> Dan Marino... Dan Marino is my true. Are you going to bring that up? True idol, <laughs> and every time I talk about that last playoff game, you kind of give me that little smirk that you kind of happy what you did. You know, you got listen. You guys should have took the starters out of that game by the second quarter. It was, her, it no was, mercy. What was going you know on what, in that what, game? What, we were coached by Tom Coughlin. Now think about it. You, do you really think he's going to take the starters out second <laughs> quarter? No way. You know, and and. Uh, Dan and I, we've come to, you know, a, 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 a piece <laughs> about what happened that day. Yeah, I think I get more uh, stuff from Sean Wooden, uh, maybe JT, Jason Taylor every now and then. Uh, but, you know, it was just one of those days, man. And, and I always try and uh, defend the Dolphins um, in that they had just played the, the week before. It was a short week after traveling way to Seattle the furthest distance that you could travel in the country from Miami to Seattle, right? Then traveling back, you know, after beating uh, the Seahawks, uh, then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm kind of defending That's, them. I'm, I'm really going to defend you know. Dan Marino with a question yep. to, to Fred. Do you think you would have won, or do you think anybody would have won against Dan Marino if he played under the current rules in the NFL where you oh, can't boy. hit the quarterback, you can't jam the receivers, uh, everything's a pass interference if you touch a player? You give Dan Marino these rules, what happens? You does, know he what pass, I, does he I, pass for 8,000 yards in a season? I, I think he'd definitely get close to that. Uh, realistically, 6,500, 7,000 <laughs> yep, yep. easily. <laughs> Uh, especially with the you know the receivers that he had out there, though he actually made those guys as 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 great as he was, he made them a lot better. Um, but yeah, Dan is a legend. Obviously, uh, with these rules, he shred the defenses apart. Uh, I think the conversation would change from you know Brady being one A or one B versus Peyton Manning being one A or one B. I think Dan will be one. Yep. Period. In the Even question. over the Montanas or the yeah. Steve Young. Dan, Dan, is, Dan is so legendary, and people, I mean, just the velocity, the accuracy, uh, how, how he was tough. You know, he was just standing in the pocket, didn't care to run the ball. Um, just, just smart, knew where everyone was, changing the play. I mean, he was what these guys are doing today in the NFL. He was that. You know, 20 years ago, 30, however, was it, 2020 almost? <laughs> it's 20 years ago. Yeah, so, I mean, Dan was amazing. Um, wish we had a few more opportunities to, to play against them before he shut it down. Well, he'll appreciate you saying that for sure. All right, before we go, who's your? let's hear your top five goat running backs of NFL history. 
Goat running. You can put yourself uh, in there. Put yourself in there. No, I would never put myself in there. This man's humble. Uh, I mean, only because, I mean, I, 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 there was a lot more that could have been done. I don't have any regrets, first and foremost. But um, just looking back on my career, you know, I, like much any other young person, uh, yeah, I, I didn't do everything the right way all the time. And uh, I guess that was the man upstairs' way of saying, look, I let you do, I let you do good, but not necessarily great. You know, I did a lot of good things, but that's part of the story, right? That's what I get to share with all of the guys that I, I come across about uh, uh, certain routines that you have to have. Uh, I always tell them about routine versus commitment and the, 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 the thin line between the two. They look the same, but you have to reinforce your routine by commitment because we all get tired of doing the same thing over right. and over. But to answer your question – Top five. Go. No, I like that advice, though. I like it's that advice. Truth. No, I, it's, it's I like that truth. advice. You got to let know. me answer that question. Man. I mean, because you need a routine. Mm-hmm. I didn't always have a routine. No, I, like I just kind of, you know, I didn't have, I, I, a lot of guys would say, I dreamed about going to the NFL. I never had that dream. I was just doing stuff off pure talent. Uh, and I never thought that it was, that I was doing anything special. And um, it just sort of just kind of happened. I put in the work, though. You know, and uh, naturally because I was naturally competitive. And uh, over time, I got better. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was something that was just meant to happen, not necessarily because I was working hard. Then later I realized, no, you've been working hard. You've just always had a very humble approach. and But you still <laughs> you don't have a routine. So I developed a routine after around year five. By that time, I've sustained certain injuries due to the lack of uh, uh, not having a routine, hanging out a lot. You know, I would be on South Beach a lot in clubs in Jacksonville and, and abusing my body, basically, not getting the rest. And it, it catches up with you. So I talk, talk to all the young guys about getting in the routine, uh, taking care of your body, taking care of the small things, not allowing them to become big things, reinvesting that time into your body yourself, which your business, and eventually it will pay you back. Man, Fred, I, his honesty is just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean that's part of it, you know. Hey, but most men, most men, most men don't talk. About. Most men don't talk like that. Most men have too much pride what, to admit their mistakes. What are they running well, away from? You know, let, let me let me answer the question because I want to see if Fred agrees. All right, let's hear. It. Oh, he, all right, so Senator Joseph Rizzo, top three. Your, uh, let's do your top three running backs, and let's see if he. I'm going to answer that two ways because, right. of course, po- former politician. I'm I'm going to answer. Uh, I'm from a pure achievement standpoint. Um, I think the GOAT, and partially because I grew up in Chicago, but no doubt is Walter Payton, all best all around. Best pure runner, right there, number two, Barry Sanders. And then, of course, uh, from a legend, Jim Brown. But if you mm-hmm. ask me the question from an ability standpoint, a talent standpoint, who are the top three most talented running backs of all time? Mm-hmm. I would say, number one, uh, Bo Jackson. Uh, number two, Fred Taylor. And oh, number wow. three, Walter Payton. Look at I that. I appreciate that. From Look at that. Talent, no, I love it. May, may have not hit... Hit the the all time rusher marks, but uh, from a pure talent standpoint, big, strong, fast, have the ability to break a play anytime. Uh, th- th- that's my uh, top three. And uh, growing up, should I do three or five? I'll do three. Go ahead. All right. So growing up, uh, your number one was the reason I I fell in love with wanting to play the running back position was because of uh, Walter Payton and those uh, eighty five Bears. I think that was I was nine years old at the time, so I started watching football just around that time. And uh, uh, prior to that, I was on the sideline, the crybaby in the neighborhood. But Walter, mm-hmm. he inspired me to 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 be tough, right? 
but he's not my number one. I say that, but he's not. He uh, growing up, he was my number one until I learned uh, of, of Jim Brown. I was able to go back, just try and rewatch his entire career, what he did in nine game seasons, hmm. the toughness, skill set, how he caught the ball, how big he was, what he did to defenders. I mean, he was just a man, you know, um, amongst boys. So he became my number one. Uh, Sweetness is my number two, and Barry Sanders is is my number three. Uh, but being so we, able, we have the same three, the it's same the, three. Order. I mean, it's 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 definitely the same three. I, I won't put this caveat. What would have Barry? What would have Barry Sanders done with Emmett Smith's line? Oh man, <laughs> you, you you don't. Uh, it's it's uh, it's really unfair <laughs> to. Uh, that, to even think about what he would have done. I mean, Barry was a guy who played 10 years, rushed for over 15,000 yards. That's 1,500 yards with, a year. With one of the worst teams in Correct, in and that was another and they reason. Know there's only, he's the only weapon. You know who's getting the ball. And that was another reason why he retired. You know, they, they, the organization did nothing to, to bring him help, but, you know, Barry will tell his own story. But we kind of know a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, no, he, he's amazing. Um the comparison at time, you know, people would say, Fred, you're just a bigger, a taller, faster Barry Sanders. Um, and I was like, for sure. Um, <laughs> but to, to leave you guys with this, um, uh, uh, Jim Brown, yeah, people would always say, Fred, so how do you feel about the lack of Pro Bowls or the, 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 the lack of recognition playing in a small Jacksonville market, et cetera, et cetera? I don't care. As long as my peers respected what I did, how I brought it on Sunday, that's what mattered most. And something that mattered just a bit more than that was the comment Jim Brown said. He said, Fred Taylor is the best running back that I've seen play. Wow. That I've ever seen play. And Fred Taylor is the best. He's my favorite running back. And this was a few years back when I was at And there's somebody else at that time who's – I don't even think arguably, I think he was the best defensive player of his era, Ray Lewis. Oh, yeah. And Ray Lewis. Uh, what was Ray Lewis's comment? Something along the effects that he was the best running back, the most feared running back uh, of, of that generation. Well, we played in the OFC Central. Uh, it was uh, the Ravens twice a year. So I got a chance to see Ray twice a year, Titans, so forth and so on. But we played some Pittsburgh twice a year. So we had some tough, tough defense before they did the realignment. I forgot about those divisions then. That's oh, yeah. why I was confused. I think it was 2003 yep. is when they kind of realigned everything. Wow. Fred, we could talk football for you all. all oh, yeah. Seriously, hours and hours. We'd love to have you be a permanent guest here maybe once a month if we could kind of sw- swing yeah. something and have you come on into the studios. But we appreciate your time. Appreciate both your gentlemen's time. Billy Corbin, you have some homework to do. Call That's me. Right. We're going to get this documentary made. And shout out to Jared Payton if we, if we can. Oh, yeah. Jared's the man. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you both again, gentlemen. We appreciate you spending time with us. And until uh, next time, we are out. Peace. All right. Thanks. Thank you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm.